Welcome to episode two of season five. If you've just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane, just about everywhere. And I'm joined by our supreme overlord S, Robin at a tired witch on just about everywhere. <laughs> but, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, everybody. Guys. Welcome. I'm very excited to be on season five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this video should be being uploaded to YouTube so you guys can now. Yeah, assuming, assuming that we don't mess up this, this uh, <laughs> recording, we should be able to have this available on YouTube this starting from here on out. So that's pretty exciting. But guys, there's also a 10 out of 10 chance of us messing up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go so far as saying 10 out of 10, but definitely like. I don't know, seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> it is gonna come down directly to user error. The user We're being just me. Two old ladies. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We also want to tell you all because we didn't have our instructors set last class or last episode. We are going to be having a class on dream magic coming up with Hello. Elohim, I can speak, um, Lafar, and it's going to be really exciting. Um, he's going to do a whole class on dream magic. He just had a book come out, and that is going to be on February 25th at 2 p.m., which is very exciting. It is for the library tier and up, so if that's something that you're interested in, um, you can join us there and watch it later. And if you do want to watch the class, but you're like, Patreon's not for me, <laughs> we just added Eventbrite to the like the round table of classes so mm -hmm. patreon's not for you but this class is you can purchase tickets to the class via eventbrite uh, which yeah. is very exciting yeah you would just get the class like none of our patreon yes. articles or anything like that it's literally just the class and that's it but it is an option for those people who are not fans of patreon we know you exist and we're trying to cater to that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, simultaneously, our last episode, our last Coffee Talk episode, we were able to start our voicemail episodes. It's not going to be every time, but we we have launched it, and we had some really good submissions. And if you're somebody who would like to submit to us uh, a story via voicemail instead of written out, don't forget to call us at 351 207 0799 and you can tell us whatever coffee talk story you want mm -hmm. and we found out the hard way that sometimes you'll have to leave like a second voicemail and just say it's you yeah so. it does have a three minute cutoff but we'll just play it it's fine yeah just yeah we'll connect send it. us multiple we'll connect it it'll be fine <laughs> In previous seasons for the section of the pod, we have gone over individual meanings of the cards. And last season, we discussed whole different sections of tarot, like the major arcana, aces, court cards, etc. This season, we are going over some of the themes we see in the cards, such as love, friendship, and so on. Robin and I have some differing opinions, as all readers do. So it may <laughs> help expand your views on new meanings. Or if you are a new reader, find your own theme when it comes to the cards um we won't be able to go get to like every single card that may symbolize a particular theme but 
we will just talk about like three to four of the ones that resonate with us the most. Um, but this week, I thought we would discuss cards that represent the theme of self-love to go with the theme of the overall episode. So we can't discuss the theme of self-love without addressing Epris and Tarot, who embodies the essence of self-love, self-care, and self-acceptance. One crucial aspect of this card, which I recently explored in an essay for a upcoming publication of a book, is so the, <laughs> I know I'm very excited for it. Is the reclamation, um, reclamation, I think I said that's right, of um, an exploration of self and identity. The process stands as one of the most significant acts of like self love we can give ourselves. In the Rider Waite Smith deck, the Empress is depicted with like the symbol of femininity. While this signifies her stating her identity, she also extends an invitation for others to discover and love and accept their own identities. This isn't just limited to matters within like the LGBTQAI plus community. It can also represent a mother re rediscovering herself after caring for little ones or someone who has been so engrossed with such a, you know, engrossed with their life. It's, completely busy that they've forgotten to who they truly are and um beyond this the empress understands the importance of self-care um taking time for oneself when she engages in self-care she replenishes her energy and love allowing her to share these positive qualities with those around her now okay you might be surprised by my next choice of a card but let me, <laughs> please let me explain okay so the three of swords is commonly associated with heartbreak however upon closer examination of this card is it is the heart even truly broken no it is not it remains whole despite the presence of three swords piercing it um, this card teaches us the importance of loving ourselves despite the scars that we bear, regardless of the obstacles hindering like our desires. It signifies choosing self-care, even if it seems like no one else is doing so. Um, ultimately illustrates our um, persistence in the face of challenges, driven by the love we have for ourselves that compels us to keep moving forward. Okay, now lastly, we have the Nine of Pentacles. If this card were a quote, it would be treat yourself. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> self-love is recognizing you are worth a little indulgence. This treat doesn't necessarily have to be bought. It can also involve like energy and time you invest in yourself. It's about acknowledging how far you've come and the effort you put in, which in, itself, in and of itself is an act of self-love. We often forget to give ourselves um, permission and the credit we truly deserve to, you know, celebrate our wins. But how about yeah. you? What are your cards? For me, I've got the sun because the sun is all about us being the focus, right? Mm -hmm. There's the warmth that you see the character, the little boy, girl, the little child. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's the center stage. That's having a great time. That's happy. It's all about us kind of making ourselves the center of our own universe in that time. Um, I also have picked the four of swords because the four of swords is about slowing down. It's about relaxing. It's about knowing when to take a break. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in my opinion, the greatest act of self-care is knowing when to say, you know what? I, I need to 
take a moment. I need to have a vacation time. I need to go to bed early. I need to create a boundary around people that perhaps want to go out and party and it's just doing too much for me or even just taking a break from social situations in general that are perhaps, you know, running out our battery. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, it's about creating that really good boundary where we're pausing or taking a break and moving forward. And mm-hmm. the third one I picked was the Eight of Cups because there is no greater act of self-love than knowing when to walk away from things that are no longer serving us. <laughs> Uh, especially people, um, anything that's emotional, because obviously cups are an emotional suit. Mm-hmm. Anything that is emotional that is just not only no longer serving us, but actively weighing us down, knowing when to walk away from those things is, in my opinion, a really good act of self-love. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I agree. I like how we both Thanks, chose like difficult cards, like the Three of Swords yeah. and the Eight of Cups, because... Yeah. People don't really look for those sort of things in cars, but sometimes self-love is hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's it's an ongoing act, right? (laughs) Yep, 100%. If you've just joined us this episode, every episode we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize those in your magical practice. These are not like astrological check-ins for your personal sign. This is just if you work with the moon, how we can utilize it. Um, that being said, just a couple days after this episode comes out is the new moon in Pisces. And I think, which is February 10th, sorry. <laughs> and I think that it's like the perfect moon for the fact that it's almost Valentine's. I think that we say this like pretty close to every year. <laughs> That this might be a repeating pattern. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I can't help how the moon works, okay, guys? And uh, it doesn't help that, I mean, our editor, her husband, is Pisces, so, I mean. He is a Pisces, and yeah. I love talking about it. <laughs> and our last name is Valentine. Like, I just feel like it's, listen, this is my month. Um, <laughs> it's about me. <laughs> it's not uh, at all. But I like to think it is. Anyway. <laughs> The well, actually, hold on. Let's freeze. There also is a little part of the day that is going to be the new moon in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. We talked about it beforehand. We're not going to touch on that because it is predominantly the new moon in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And if you want to work with the new moon in Aquarius, I would check your local times, etc. But we did talk about that beforehand. We decided to not deep dive into it, uh, yeah. which you'll see many people live, online doing it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, but if you where I live, that's it's one I, hour of the day. Exactly. That's why I always say, look at your moon apps and make sure, make sure that the yeah. moon app you're using has a percentage sign, and check it right before you do any spells or rituals to make sure that it's correct. Yes. So that being said, the new moon in Pisces, I think, is really great because Pisces in general, for like magic, is great for dream work. It's great for divination. It's great for things that are kind of like fluffy <laughs> and a little bit head in the clouds, a little whimsical. And like this episode, we're going to be talking about self-love. Mm-hmm. And I think that Pisces kind of really aligns with that because when we talk about love in magic in general, we are looking at things that are how do I word this? Like the best version of itself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if like, let's say we were talking about a romantic love, we're talking about two people coming together, like being the best versions of themselves. And that might not be realistic for every day, right? Mm-hmm. It's the dream. And the dream is all about Pisces. So Newman and Pisces were doing starting things. We're having fresh starts. We're doing cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would focus on romantic love or self-love or things of that nature that is going to be fresh start. So perhaps you are single and you want to get into a relationship. This would be a really good time to just kind of do a general manifestation of what does your dream partner look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what would that look like for you if you were to have just like a genetically picked person that their personality was exactly how you wanted and you know their job was how you wanted etc etc and it might not Mm -hmm. be realistic totally but it's a great starting point on having that conversation with yourself about your self-worth and what you deserve Mm -hmm. Uh, if we're doing self-love I might do a cleansing of any kind of like negative energy that I'm holding on to that is blocking me from feeling good about myself I might do a like a self-love bath for example during this Mm -hmm. time And again, kind of going back to that dream thing of if I woke up tomorrow and I was completely content with myself and my life and my mental health, what would Mm -hmm. that look like? And I think it's kind of nice to write a little letter to yourself in that respect. Mm -hmm. What about you? (laughs) So um, I really like Pisces for like magic purposes, like practice spirituality, like things around that sort of stuff, and especially dream magic. And obviously Mm -hmm. we're not getting, you know, the full power of Pisces because this is not a full moon. Um, But I do think that this would be a great time to, if you want to learn more about something that has to do with, like, let's say you want to do more tarot. Like, this would be a great time to set, like, intentions for that. If you want to learn more about dream magic, this would be a great time to set intentions for that, too. And um, I even, like, on our Patreon, I put an article about kind of, like, um, taking a new dream journal and basically, like what's the word initiating it into your craft like doing a little spell to be like i'm going to start using this dream journal and like sitting in next to me in bed and stuff like that and i have like a whole spell for that but i really do think maybe even like concentrate um oh my gosh i can't pronounce it but um you know getting new tools ready for your craft would also be a great thing to do um yeah for this moon I think it's nice. Thanks. <laughs> so this episode, we have decided to talk about self-love. Obviously, we keep talking about it. It's a reoccurring theme. We haven't dropped it. <laughs> Uh, And so because of that, we want to talk about self-love magic and kind of what that looks like for us, our tips, our opinions, etc. That being said, Maria, the love of my life, why would one do a self-love spell? Why would we do it? Why would we do it? (laughs) Because we need to... Uh, I think, okay, well, yes, self-love spells are about treating yourself and taking care of yourself and doing all that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I also like I believe self-love spells are more diverse than most people think they are like um like such spells can involve dealing with emotions enhancing opportunities for desired jobs empowering like one's voice or fostering like a sense of comfort in one's body and I think you know the more specific and personalized we make our self-love spells the greater the benefit i'm not discounting like the effective of like a good general like self-love spell but the outcomes mm-hmm. tend to be like um tend to be even more favorable when tailored to our individual situations um often people like solely focus like on the positive self and the positive aspects of self-love spells however i think it's um important to recognize that sometimes we need self-love spells to address the challenges we have in our lives as well as Mm -hmm. the things that we tend to shy away from because Mm -hmm. it is hard like self-work and i know i've spoken about this fairly often on the pod but it wasn't until like i turned 30 that i truly began using my craft to my ultimate ultimate benefit and like reflecting on this journey i undertook both magically and mundanely while a difficult one it became clear that the actions i took were genuine acts of like self-love and care it involved like giving Mm -hmm. myself what i truly needed not just what i superficially wanted this journey like included like breaking up with like toxic habits and behaviors that were ultimately detrimental to like my well-being as well as like installing boundaries and the ongoing work of like breaking generational curses all this self-love work and like journey of mine is an ongoing process it isn't like but isn't that like the essence of all self-love spells and magic yeah um but yeah sorry that was a mouthful <laughs> no no it was good i mean i view a lot of it very similar to shadow work mm-hmm. where you don't just do some sort of internal self-reflection once and you're like and now i'm better <laughs> I am cured. (laughs) Uh, I think that self-love is a journey. And I think that taking like from taking kind of almost taking the magic out of it, Mm -hmm. um, taking the time to have kind of this radical moment of like acknowledgement to what we need for ourselves, Mm -hmm. to what like we need to work on to be happier, etc. Is Mm -hmm. such a huge thing of self. Like it's a huge part of self-awareness in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that self-awareness and with these kind of conversations and ritualistic acts, um, I feel like it's part of the puzzle, right? It's a piece of the puzzle that kind of works towards making us, quote, better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not that we're broken necessarily, but you get my point. It's self-love, self-healing, et cetera, et Mm -hmm. cetera. Yeah. And it's also, like, the act of, like, carving out time for ourselves because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Though I feel like even just doing magic, even just, like, having a magical practice and actively taking part of it and taking part in it is an act of um, self-love because it is time that we are devoting to ourselves and Mm -hmm. using it to benefit us. Um, I mean, yeah. in, in the year of our Lord, 2024, <laughs> how many of us are working more than 40 hours a week and then also <laughs> are trying to maintain like some form of fitness and then also like trying to be partners and parents and mm-hmm. kind of everything that happens, right? That mm-hmm. isn't just like one-on-one time for ourselves that is like truly just for us. Um, because like, while yes, you can argue like fitness, 
is for us. It's really not. Mm-hmm. It's to keep your body healthy, or at least for most people. I mean, I, I know there mm-hmm. are people out there that that is really big for them. But mm-hmm. I at least know on a personal level, I freaking hate working out. <laughs> it makes me miserable. I do it because it's good for my body. Mm-hmm. But if somebody would be like, do you want to go on a jog? I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely Do I want to torture myself for 30 minutes? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's why I think like doing self-love spells is so important to like individualize for your own situations because what yeah. works for someone else won't work for you to, you know, exactly. all the Necessarily, time. Necessarily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> personalize it to your needs and you're so like you're very right about like how busy you know everyone is and stuff and i don't know there's a lot of power in claiming even at least five minutes of your day for yourself to do something just for yourself whether it be magically or otherwise so we've talked about things like self-love being something that we would utilize as kind of an ongoing relationship. But I think it's really important for us to discuss why somebody might use a self-love spell to heal from a toxic relationship, both platonic and romantic. So in that respect, (laughs) what advice would you give someone? Uh, So like, I believe that performing spells to disconnect from toxic relationships, whether it be romantic, familial, or friendship wise is like, such an incredible self, like act of self-love and self-care um because it, it's it's hard <laughs> but um but i do think that in regards to that it is um it needs to be accompanied accompanied by real world energy like this type of yeah. spell work demands follow through since toxic love is like a splinter while removing the thing that caused a splinter helps sometimes remove it um but sometimes you need tweezers you need to apply antiseptic <laughs> you need to put on a band-aid to prevent infection um like <laughs> i strongly encourage like all witches to establish and maintain boundaries after these types of spells um boundaries is like are a true a crucial act of self-love um especially when it comes to this sort of thing but it's mm-hmm. important for witches to remember to stick with them once they're implemented um i think it's people think oh application exactly well people think i put boundaries up with this person i did the spell work to remove them but then again, it's like, this also means you need to block that person's number. You need to refrain from reaching out to them. You need to stop checking their social media, falling to, uh, failing to like to Bingo. stick to these boundaries reintroduces <laughs> the energy you wanted to eliminate with the spell. Like you're just place, reintroducing yeah. the energy. You're like, you're putting it back to where you don't want it to go. Like, yeah. 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 Literally. Yeah. I think that especially we've talked about this before the popularity of cord cutting spells mm-hmm. um which is such a great act of self-love like it really mm-hmm. is yes it deals with like creating a boundary with person and cutting somebody off but having that first step to be able to cut off somebody that is no longer somebody we want in our life their energy their physical person etc mm-hmm. um is great if you do the cord cutting spell and then you're still checking their social media you haven't blocked their number um you you get drunk and you reach out to them like 
you're not following through on your end of the deal. And like, mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people forget is that we have to, we do the spell and then we have to follow through with our half of the deal. Otherwise we're still feeding energy to this person Mm -hmm. and this situation and therefore we are nullifying our own spell work (laughs) yeah yeah no i definitely agree i think you know and also like all this goes back to um just it's hard to practice self-love and care when you're very when you're doing toxic behaviors and you're not really helping yourself um and you know and and even in the way of like you know toxic relationships if you've been in a toxic relationship as we said like the whole variety of them um it's hard to take care of yourself it's hard to love yourself because all of your energy is being drained by this person and um it's uh, as i mentioned about like turning 30 and stuff like that all that shit was like very hard work and i'm still going through it and I don't want people to think that they do a spell to remove someone toxic. (laughs) People think, you know, they do a spell and they can heal from the toxicity of their own actions, toxicity of other people, like, right away. No. Like, it's ongoing spell work. It's ongoing, like, recognizing your own emotions and your own habits and your own actions along the way. I think that the greatest act of self-love somebody can do is begin the process of becoming self-aware on how they interact with other people and Mm -hmm. how that can affect people while simultaneously how we interact with ourselves and how that can affect us. Um, You know, people say things all the time, like jokes and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, words actually have meaning and... When you say things that are negative towards yourself, even if it is a joke, and I'm guilty mm-hmm. of this, uh, we I all know we all that are. Robin, we all are. <laughs> Robin copes with things by making jokes, mm-hmm. um, but words have power. They have meaning. And just starting that process in general of like having the self-awareness of like maybe even how many times we make this joke in a day or a week or a month or whatever and how that could possibly be impacting us is I think a really huge part of self-love and then simultaneously maybe the cord cutting spell needs to be with ourselves and our own actions Mm -hmm. um you know I, I I know for myself I've had a really big struggle with uh body image Mm -hmm. and like the relationship I have with myself and my own body um you know we all have our own illnesses as it is Uh, (laughs) mine is mental hello (laughs) Um, and like I've been going on a journey for a while now of being okay with myself no matter like my what size I am and like I've had children now and having to like come to terms with the fact that like my body created life and it wants to remember that um Mm -hmm. and if that's not a bad thing that's a beautiful thing uh and so society makes it a bad thing yeah and so i think that doing these kind of self-awareness moments and then Mm -hmm. being able to say i have to do the cord cutting spell on myself (laughs) because i'm dragging me down and i think that that's a huge part of it, I guess. <laughs> it is because sometimes the most toxic relationships that we have are the ones with ourselves. So, hundred percent. Yeah, negative yeah. self talk is really 
evil and toxic and bad and mm-hmm. naughty. And it's habit so forming. Knock it off. It's such a bad habit. It's <laughs> it really so is bad a habit forming. Um, and it's an easy habit to get into when we live in a society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain the society. You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and especially it... for those of us who are older, like, this is not to say that Gen Z and Gen Alpha do not suffer with this because they mm-hmm. definitely do. Yeah. But when we were like teenagers and our brains were forming, you'd have like Jessica Simpson, who was a size two, and they'd be like, look at this fat cow. <laughs> I know. Oh, I look at those I look all back the time. at those like, photos and I'm like, were we good? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was such it was such a bad time, bad time, and yeah. And again, I'm not trying to time. say that Gen Z and Gen Alpha does not deal with this. They definitely do. It's just in a different format than we deal, mm-hmm. dealt with it. Um, but that's not something that I personally have experienced, so I don't want to like speak on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I think. Self-love is something that we have to have tough conversations with ourselves about. That's why, like, a lot of people tend to work with self-love spells during the uh, full moon. But I really... See, I I don't... I think the moon is more appropriate. Well, I think the dark moon. The dark moon is just a time of just, like, reflection and sitting with yourself. There's, you know, just just being with you. Like, the moon's chill and you need to chill chill too it's fine it's chill (laughs) it's just hanging out it's not doing nothing crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just you know um obviously there's still power in the full moon of doing like you know confidence spells and like sensuality obviously the full moon still has power but it's still popping (laughs) but (laughs) but no the dark moon is definitely more reflective and i think that is a lot uh that's something a lot of witches don't put into their practice is the whole self-reflection aspect of craft Um, but yeah yeah I think that definitely expands a lot farther than just self-love. Um, but that is a conversation for another day. Yes, and it that is. is not a judgment. That is a we're all human beings and we're doing our best. Um, remark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really are. So, so on a different moving topic. on from that rant. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what plants do you like to use for self-love spells? Can I be like kind of obtuse? Go, do it. Oh, I, I like... love obtuse plants. Please go. <laughs> I like poppy for self-love a lot. Poppy seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, poppy is typically used with like sleep and banishing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a form of banishment is banishing all the bullshit out of our lives. Uh, including the bullshit we do to ourselves. <laughs> so I like Poppy a lot for that. Uh, that being said, I don't recommend one putting Poppy into anything that might be consumed or put on our body in a large quantity because that's how we fail an opioid test. <laughs> um, so just a recommendation. If you have a job that perhaps does random drug testing, don't fill a bath with Poppy seeds and then get in it. Just a, just a thought. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like poppy for that. I also really like vanilla. Mm. Um, vanilla is what I consider my, this is pure UPG, my secret ingredient for anything that deals with like my own personal growth, including self-love. 
So if I make like any kind of oil for myself to wear, it always has vanilla in it because I find vanilla's warmth and just general sweetness to apply to like how I want myself to feel in these situations. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like those for that. What about you? Yeah. So one of my favorite plants for self-care is motherwort it's just a, such a comforting yeah, plant that's with a, a good maternal one. energy and protective edge like i enjoy incorporating it in all my self-love spells because it's like enlisting your biggest supporter in a spell someone who will stand up for you and help provide what you need um because it was used like during um childbirth and stuff like that to ease the mom's anxieties and stuff like that so she could work through you know giving birth and stuff like that and, you know become the protector of her child but um another one of my favorites is marshmallow leaves um it truly oh, provides like this beautiful softness and comfort to yeah. spell work particularly like when dealing with like challenging emotions while working on like a self-love spell it just makes the process just a little bit easier to digest and navigate now okay i know this is not technically a plant but <laughs> I also uh, appreciate using dirt for self-love spells. You know, dirt we carries... We were just talking about salt burn, and now you're going to talk about dirt? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Interesting, I would just... I just something I'm just noticing about you. <laughs> Look, maybe that was his act of self-love. <laughs> it was not. Anyway. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. But to me, like, dirt carries the energy of what once was. Like, transforming, like, little literal crap into something that aids growth of new and beautiful things. Like, and it additionally provides that grounding element, you know, something many of us need during self-love rituals. Yeah. 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 I think that dirt is very grounding. That's such a good point. Thank you so much, Maria, for that. Oh, I can't so believe you said dirt after you and I privately just talked about salt burn. That's so <laughs> funny to me. I didn't connect it until you said it. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, so our last question on the topic is, mm -hmm. if you were giving somebody advice for a self-love spell, what would you recommend? Okay. Um, I'm just going to give a good general self-love spell that I have performed <laughs> in the past. And it, of course, involves candle magic. Um, but Typical, I like to... am I right? I know. I have to, like, you know, Aries, Sagittarius, and it's all happening with me. I got to. But <laughs> using a pink candle, I, like, I would etch the words, like, um, love for self with like a little heart and then like coat it in some extra melted wax to adhere like rose petals, motherwort, and even like dark chocolate shavings. I'm a big fan of um, also making crystal grids around candles to amplify the energy and introduce a additional element to the spell. For this purpose, I would typically use like pink rondite, um, rose quartz, desert rose, and clear quartz crystals accompanied by like scattered rose petals or buds. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite self-love spells. Like it's just very simple and it's very pretty. And then I would like with real world energy wise, I would go and do something for myself as it's burning. Maybe that's reading a book. It's taking a bath. Um, it's just doing something that feels good in that moment. Like, and yeah, just spending some time on myself. How about you? 
Um, well, we've already talked about the cord cutting, which mm-hmm. I would would be my first and foremost uh, recommendation. But secondly, I'm a really big believer in self-love baths or showers. Mm-hmm. I've recently gotten very into the idea of these shower steamers and they like, you can make them, but people sell them too that are focused on love, self-love, attraction, etc. And I love taking self-love baths mm-hmm. in which I would put things in it like vanilla. Um, mm-hmm. I know that maybe sounds a little corny to like put like vanilla extract in your bath, but no, I like it. That smells good. <laughs> yeah, I, really um, I also like putting things in the bath when we are focusing on self-love that the, the intention is not to cleanse, but instead mm-hmm. to like bring in and to heal. So mm-hmm. like we put things in there like Epsom salt. But I'd also put things in there like um, uh, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Oatmeal heals. It heals the skin. It heals the body. But I also think that it's very comforting and nourishing. Very comforting. Yeah. Very comforting. I'd put stuff in there like oat straw. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put blue cornflour in there mm-hmm. and possibly rose. Because mm-hmm. um, all these things, I think, are just very nourishing and comforting. And then from there, I would take the intention of perhaps doing like a meditation where I'm just focusing on like the positive parts of myself um, yeah. that need more love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Thanks. <laughs> and hopefully this helps people a little bit with the launching point of self-love. And if not, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> so, Robin, <laughs> what is stirring your cauldron this week? Why is it so much funnier when I'm looking at you? <laughs> Um, thank you so much for asking. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, book club for the Patreon is reading Braiding Sweetgrass. And I've already read Braiding Sweet- Sweetgrass a couple of times, but it has been a few years at this point. So this time I've been listening it, listening to it on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that the author's voice is like butter. I want her to hold me while reading me her own book. Um, it's a, first of all, if you've never read Braiding Sweetgrass, being in our book club or not, you absolutely should be. I think it's a cornerstone book for understanding like Native American practices, experiences, and just having more empathy towards like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the book ha- is one of those books that has made it makes me cry every time I read it at mm-hmm. several points. It's just very emotionally moving. Hearing her say the words, it's taking me out. <laughs> like, R.I.P. me. It's just... <laughs> but you'll have to listen to it then after I'm done with my it's really good. audiobook. It's on so. Spot. I think it's on Spotify. I'm listening to it on Audible, but if you have mm-hmm. a Spotify premium, I believe it's on there. I could be wrong. Do not quote me. Mm-hmm. Um... Because like I, I had downloaded it on Audible years ago with the intention of listening to it, so I just already had it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe the book club was saying it is on Spotify Premium. So, well, that's good I news. Don't have to use an Audible yeah. credit. 
really, 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 really good. Like, yeah, really, yeah. she's got a great voice, and it's just it makes it that much more moving hearing her say, like, say it in her own words. You know what I mean? I'm really so good. jealous of really it. good speakers. <laughs> Me too. As Listen, we say, Maria, at the end I of the day, we can be sexy <laughs> or we can be literate. And we had to pick one. <laughs> um, yes, so sexy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> this is so... Anyways. Um, so, I am currently in the sad process of taking down my winter, winter decorations. And I can't help but feel, like, very sad about it. Especially since I know that spring is still quite a bit away. This is, like, the lull in the year that I really, really hate. Like, I love winter. Yeah. But at this period of time, and while I'm really looking forward to spring, it just, it can't arrive fast enough. I just want to go hiking again. I want to look for some plants. I want to sit by like water and journal. And I know, I know that I can do this all in winter. And honestly, like I reached a point that I'm going to. Um, it's not that I haven't gone outside with nature. It's just not at the level that I typically do when plants are thriving. Um, yeah. you know, wintering is a real thing and I usually lean into it. However, I'm ready for change. Like this year, I really want to embrace the like feral force switch within me and be out on the trails every weekend. <laughs> and I love like that. all yeah. my, you know, my nettle, my cleavers and forest babe. Um, but you know. My dad got really into forest bathing for a while. I think I've talked about that before. You haven't, I, so you're going to have to tell us. Yeah. Maybe we should my do dad an episode really... on forest bathing. That's a good idea. I'll bring my dad on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yes. bring John on, and he can talk to you about his sit spot. Photography dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I know that even when spring does roll around, um, everything's still going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not until, like, April, May when things start coming back to life. Um, but, yeah. April showers uh, bring me flowers. Two months to go. Two <laughs> months to go. Hang in there, you've got this. We've barely I'm had trying. any snow this year. We've just had a ton of rain. I know. California is getting freaking pounded. I feel so bad for our California We're drowning, babies. baby. Not, yeah. I mean, we're not that bad because we're in the mountains, but R.I.P. if you are in L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where Ellie witches are staying safe. Please stay safe. Literally, though, actually, like, it is it's very floody. And mm-hmm. yet, we're not out of a drought. Much to consider. <laughs> Goodness. If you've just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This could be anything from artists, bloggers, other podcasters, just anything that Maria and I are both organically finding. These are not ads uh, that we are vibing with. And this, well, not this year, we started last year. We've Mm -hmm. started adding a listener submission into that. And so if you have got something that you think would be really cool for the community to hear about, make sure to send it to us. 
But that being said, Maria, who are you digging this week? So over the holidays, my wife got me this beautiful reproduction deck. Like uh, Llewellyn has been releasing um, these um, reproductions of like antique decks and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And she got me the most recent one. I think it's the most recent one, but it's very, very pretty. Like I'm not going to pronounce the whole name of it, but it's the D. Giovanni um, deck. And we'll have a link for it so you can search it and yeah, find it for yourself. The full title will be in the caption, as yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a very simple deck. Like, it's a bunch of, like, line drawings and stuff like that. But it's, like, beautifully done line drawings. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, n- no color to it. It's, like, tan with just, like, black lines and black illustrations on it. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, it's very pretty. And, like, a different take on a deck from that time period that... I've never seen before and I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. I think the only downside to the deck is, which I want to be clear about, is um, the cardstock. The cardstock is not that great. I have other reproductions of um, from Blue Ellen and this one wasn't the best cardstock for the reproductions that they have done. Like it literally feels like gosh i'm trying to think about it it feels like a label almost it's like very Mm. thin and i've already i've only like shuffled it like i don't know like 10 times and the cards are already kind of like crescent mooning a little bit Mm, but um, that sucks i know but it is still a very pretty deck and i still want it (laughs) (laughs) so glad to have it (laughs) yeah glad to have it and i have tried to find like a real you know um, second hand, second hand find, even though it would be way older than second hand. <laughs> but trying to find a, a original one of it or a reproduction done of it like earlier in time, but I have yet to find one. So I don't know. So right now I'll just deal with what I'm given, and I like it. So how about you? What have yeah. you been liking? <laughs> um, one of our Patreon members actually sent me this like on Instagram, and I'm like so obsessed because it was a giveaway that they sent mm-hmm. me. And the artist is called Medulla Textiles. They make pocket altars, and like I've seen pocket altars done before, but like this, I've never seen ones done like this. They're like hand stitched. I think that the artist prints the images onto fabric and then cuts that out and puts it in. And they're just really nice and I really want to commission one. (laughs) Those are so cute. Sorry. Right? They're so good. I really want one. Um, I just think they're really beautiful. And I'm sad I did not win the giveaway. Not that I actually expected to because there was like 15,000 entries. (laughs) Um, But wow, right? Like, so beautiful. Just really breathtaking. It reminds me of those, like, um, Victorian, like, paper folding things that they used to do. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really wonderful. I think it's, they're really beautiful. They're really nice. And it's such a good take on, like, what altars can be. Mm -hmm. I know we've had, like, lots of conversations before on here about, like, what an altar can be. And I think Mm -hmm. that this is a really nice take on that. So... Yeah, it's very it's really pretty. Nice. I like it very much. I also like their dolls. Their dolls are yes. very cute. Very <laughs> cute. Who is our listener submission this week? 
Okay, so our listener submission is bloodmoonbotanica.com and apparently it's filled with like very good smelling perfumes that our so one of our nice. discord members can't stop like smelling and <laughs> think that smells delicious so yeah definitely check them out they seem like a very cute store so yeah, yeah. very exciting <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope to see you again on February 16th for our Coffee Talk episode or February 23rd for the third episode of Season 5. And in that episode, we're going to be joined by Paulina of P is for Palmistry, and we're going to be talking about Palmistry, which will be so fun. Uh, you can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com, to find out more information and see what we are up to. And don't forget to join us on February 25th for our class on dream magic, which is going to be so exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that class is going to be available for the library tier and up on Patreon, or you can head on over to Eventbrite, where you can join from there. And additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles on witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events, discussions, and people. And we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. Yes. It's our mentorship tier. We would love to see you there. Yeah. Uh, And if you are loving our sexy, sensual, just chef's kiss voices, Please take a moment to review us from whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or something else. Uh, We love reading your reviews and just taking a couple of seconds to just hit a couple stars on there really helps us to be seen by others. So we really appreciate those who have and those who will. And again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from At A Tired Witch Everywhere. (laughs) And I'm Maria from At Maria The Arcane everywhere (laughs) (laughs) all right you ready yeah yeah one One, two two three three. (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty good yeah (laughs)